Early Leader, what's this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada. I, on tonight's show, we're going to, on um, tonight's show and tell, we're going to check in with people from the Adafruit community, as well as other folks making, crafting, hacking, coding, and doing other cool stuff using their brains and yeah. their hands. And uh, everyone else is welcome. We're on Discord. Um, that's where the StreamYard link is posted. You're just using the video camera and your wonderful self. Uh, let's start by checking in on Scott. Yeah. Hello, Scott. And hello. Kat, what you got going on this week? Yeah, this is Spook. He's very excited that I'm up here on this couch. Sorry. <clears throat> um, so what I've been working on off and on, I've been, uh, as everybody knows, I have some family stuff going on, so I haven't been doing a ton. But what I've been working on is getting SD cards available uh, through the web workflow and also the BLE workflow. Um, the BLE workflow is the later stuff for the reason I've got, haven't finished it yet, but um so what i've got here is this is the web workflow for circuit python so this is the the default page that you'll see um and then if we hit the file browser so i've got uh i can actually show you because i know it's long enough i've got here the s3 metro and i've got an sd card in here so i've just mounted it using user code um, but also using the native sd uh adafruit sd card io or whatever it's called um, and that's important. So it won't work if you're using the Python SD card library, but it will work if you're using the native one that we have. Um, and a change in uh, a change in CircuitPython 9 is that you'll have to have folders to mount against, um, which makes it easy to list it here. So now I'll hit SD, and now you can see that I've got a bunch, bunch of stuff on here. Uh, accessible from the SD card. And th this ePaper driver was like some random data sheet that I had on my downloads folder that I did manage to upload from my computer straight to the SD card. So oh, great. Um, it was working with this version. I'm re redoing it a little bit, refactoring it a little bit, um, largely to share code between the BLE side and the website so that BLE will also be able to upload uh, oh. and you know interact with the SD card directly as well. Um, and it's going to change the USB interaction a little bit too. And we were just talking that ideally we'd like to do uh, SD cards over USB at some point too, but that's not yeah. coming right now. Uh, but we're laying the groundwork for it. But we wanted to do this because we want to do the um, the toy hacker board. Yeah. Um, yeah, we actually have the hardware platform done. Yeah. And you know the the use case for this is it's a uh, children's toy that is uh, screwed shut. And right. you would be able to toss wave files over to it, so you don't have to listen to the same song over and over. And you can imagine right. all the applications for that besides the kids' toy, but it's a very good um, uh, use case for folks to consider. And this is exciting because this is kind of the hardest thing to do with microcontrollers. Um, and if you're able to, you know, drag essentially drag and drop files, and then they just you know show up and you have access to them. Right. Um, that's really powerful. And you could update stuff. So for people doing cosplay, for people doing installations, um, you know, a lot of things that we do, we make tools for other people to make things. And I'm sure yep. we'll be really surprised. But this is this is powerful. So I'm excited that you're you're working on this. Yeah, and I think that like the BLE stuff's been there, but it really hasn't caught on yet. And I'm hoping that the web workflow is actually seeing where people use it. I'm hoping that will lead to people understanding and and learning how to do this stuff wirelessly. Yeah. Um, so 2024 should be a good year for for wireless CircuitPython. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have all the pieces. This is here. Yeah, it's there. I just needed a little bit of, I think also IDF5 fixed a bunch of stuff. So it's good to. 
Yeah, and I, t- I, I, some of my earlier work a couple of weeks ago, I think it's been a bit since I've been on Show and Tell. So I did do some other changes that were are in Alpha Six that Dan just released today. Um, so hopefully, uh, anybody who's u- is using Web Workflow should definitely pick up the latest Alpha as well. It won't have this SD card stuff in it, but there are other fixes that have already gotten it. Okay, cool. Okay, great. Well, Lamar will be talking about some um, Circuit Python stuff uh, tonight, but also she's going to talk about. Um, the new PyHat uh, specification pip um, as well. So there'll be a little bit of everything. They call it pip. They call it pip. P-I-P. Yeah. So there'll be a little PCI bit of PCI peripheral. Of everything P-I-P. for everyone. They All right, clearly so we'll don't do Python you. coding. And uh, we'll, um, you know, I'll keep you in my thoughts and all that. I know you get some stuff you're 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 dealing with. Um, yeah, but thanks for yeah. stopping by. Very much appreciated, and good work on this. I know a lot of people are going to do some fun stuff with it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, and thanks for all the support. Yeah. All right, let's go to Anne, and then after that, we'll go to Liz, and then Aaron, and Jepler, and then JP, and then Mark. Anne, take it away. Hello, everybody. I uh, wrote something up in the blog uh, this week. Uh, a person um, who does software for old PCs um, came out with a new capability where you can, on your uh, modern PC, uh, use a server to host a disk image. And to the old-fashioned PC, it looks like that disk Mm. is connected to that machine. MS-DOS just thinks, oh, I have another hard disk or I have another floppy disk. And I thought that was way cool. Uh, so I went to reproduce it. So I um, started doing that with my IBM PC XT here. And uh, I already had a network card in it, but I hadn't gotten it working or anything. So um, with the MTCP software, it was actually pretty easy to get that computer on my home network. And um, as a test of that part, I... Um, used um, a utility on in the software to um, use network time protocol on the internet NTP to go to a a US NIST uh, website, grab the time, bring it back to the computer and set the computer's time according to the and it's beautiful because a lot of old PCs never keep the time either they don't have the real-time clock or whatever. So I started going through and documenting how to use the uh, the, the disk utility, and it's on uh, adafruit-playground.com. If you go to um, my little part is u slash and with an e, Barella. Um, I hit featured, so it might pop up. Um, I document it all, and I got to the point where um, I went through detail just to make sure everybody knew exactly the steps for setting up the network card, getting the software, and um, I set up the server on this computer and the receiver on this computer, and I heard a pop and the blue smoke. I could smell it. And so the power supply went at lunchtime today. So I do not have a working demo right now. I do have other machines, which- That's what computers do. They just love exploding. Well, 
you know, it's, it's a well-known thing. Certain brands of capacitors don't last through the ages. So um, all the documentations there on, on what I got done and um, that soft links to the software and everything. And uh, people can go check that out. And hopefully I will get things straightened out and finish the guide. And people can see that somebody else besides the developers actually gotten their machines yeah. going. That's handy. Um, the best use, of course, is if you have an old PC, getting the things that you have available now from all over the internet, which people have archived, is the hardest part. And if you don't do that, it kind of just sits there. So now it can give those old machines new life because you can just have it on your modern new PC, toss the things there, and then your old PC can see it as you know a fake drive. That's a clever, clever workaround. I'd love just like you know one or several disks with all kinds of software, um, the stuff I have, the stuff from Internet Archive, other stuff people have, and they're just sitting there right there. So whenever yeah. I have a computer, I can just load it up and it's like all the goodies are there rather than, you know, it, it would be great if these had a USB port or something. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a good way to do it. All right, well, thanks so much, Ann. And then everyone check it out. And if uh, you do something, you of course can use uh, Adafruit Playgrounds. That's where people post up their projects. All right, thanks, All right, Ann. Thanks, Ann. Great. All right, mm -hmm. next up is Liz. Liz, what you got going on this week? Hello. Uh, so I've been working on a compass project, uh, and it's using a 9DOF sensor with um, Qualia board and the 2.1-inch display. Um, and just so you can see if this is accurate, uh, I've got my iPhone compass here, and it'll mess with that. Uh, but you can see north is about um, this way on my desk, and then south, west, east. And so yeah. if we bring this back... Um, you can see north is pointing there and south is pointing down. Um, so I can have it so that north is oriented properly. And then that's this is the direction that you're heading, the red dot. Um, so we're, right now we're heading to uh, 36 degrees. And if I turn this, you can see we get to about zero degrees. So now we're heading north. So nice. I have all the math stuff working. Um, so now it's just going to be fancying up the UI. I'm going to put tick marks. I'm also going to be moving the north, south, and west um, so that it's a little bit more clear like where you're heading. But the math was the, the trickiest part and getting um, the line to move. Because actually what I'm doing is um, a series of like stacked squares and so to mimic a line. So then they turn nicely. No, it looks really good. Thank you. All right, nice. Good work. Yeah, what's Thanks. neat is um, I think this will unlock a lot of projects for people. A million years ago, I tried to make a compass belt buckle that would vibrate based on what direction I was mm -hmm. going. Yeah. But um, we didn't have all the things that we have now. So it was a hard thing to pull off. But you could also have other things. It could be a moral compass. It'll keep you away from things like that. I don't want to go that direction. You can And you can put stuff on the screen. Yes. So this is great. Good use of a round screen, too. Thank you. And um, during our meeting before this, um, I had it on my desk. I noticed North was turning a little bit more west. And I was like, what's going on? And I realized it's because I had my screwdriver next to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's something to keep in mind if you're working with and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Well, thanks, Liz. Thank nice you. work, Liz. Thanks All right. Me. Next up, let's go to Aaron. What you got going on, Aaron? Ooh. Hello. Uh, so Flames. this is... Yeah, very lovely. Uh, I just moved to a new neighborhood and I was out for a walk the other morning and uh, I saw this thing laying in somebody's driveway with a sign on it that said, this fireplace beeps. I don't want it. Um, so I was like, yeah. <laughs> welcome to Jim <laughs> Um, and so I did, I grabbed it and uh, decided to take it apart. Um, this is a really cool thing. I've seen these at state fairs and stuff before, and I'll show you a little bit about how it works. It has just a little infrared remote that it came with. 
And if I press this button right here, uh, you notice there's no beeping anymore. That's fantastic. It used to beep whenever it would uh, press a button on the thing or it's got a thermostat on it as well because it has a heating unit. And I think whenever it would like go below 75 degrees or whatever, it would beep, which sometimes, of course, happens at two in the morning. And I can understand why my neighbors maybe wouldn't have liked that. Um, but it does different colored flames. Um, and it also has an LED strip at the top and at the bottom, but they were dumb RGB LED strips and I can do better. So I uh, decided I wanted to see if I could not just get rid of the beep, but also upgrade it so that it uh, has different animation modes and change out that strip with an LED strip. So uh, the kind of the cool thing about this project is I managed to do it and I managed to hook it up to the same remote control. Ooh. So I can use the same remote and then uh, suddenly I've got embers uh, or yeah, nice. different interesting modes. And then if I turn the flames back on, uh, there's just suddenly a zillion different modes and I, you know, combinations and stuff like that that I can do. So like the uh, I managed to use the same button that was controlling that bottom LED strip before, and I I just unhooked that LED strip and put a new NeoPixel strip on top of it, and now I can use the same button to uh, make different modes, which it, it really has added so yeah. much. I love the rainbow. The embers is very cool. That's a good yeah. idea. It really is. Uh, and it's just delightful. I would sit here and just, I, I, I get mesmerized. I can just sit here. I love that you you both control water and fire mm -hmm. and light. <laughs> but you know, it's it's all about the elements, right? Yeah. It's also nice. an elemental witch here. That's cool. What's also nice is the uh, satisfaction because, you know, back in the day, you'd have to chop wood to make a fire and you're like, I reconstructed this from this is driveway. This is this is driveway like, yeah. reclaimed, <laughs> reclaimed electronics from a driveway. There's nothing better than making stuff you found for free work. Yeah, that's just like a good it's feeling. Like, ah, yeah, it's free. I mean, it doesn't matter how many hundreds of hours you spent on it; it's still worth it. Yeah, very so, yeah. cool. All right, Aaron. Well, thanks so much. I just uh, wrote a playground guide about this, so if you're interested in in figuring out how I did it, or um, yeah. Like again, the cool thing is figuring out how to hook up an existing remote to a new strip. It really wasn't that hard. WLED has like built-in remote code finder. I had no idea, um, yeah. but it was it was super easy to do this. So, and um, um, yeah, folks should check out your your guide. Um, depending on how much time we have on the show, you have a nice teardown video. You can watch it on our YouTube channel, but also you can check out uh, if we have time on the show tonight. We'll show it as well. Thank you, Aaron. Cool Good stuff. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks. All right, Jepler, what you got? Hello there. Um, so, you know, I love keyboards. So yeah. I bought a resin printer, which is really exciting. So I'm just going to walk you through like a couple of generations of the keys that I've made and then talk a little bit about resin printing, which I'm totally new at. Um, and I will be sharing some links about these things in the, the 3D models, particularly in the uh, Discord chat. So these keycaps I did in in two colors with a manual filament change in a guide like a couple of years ago now for a desktop calculator. And it, it looks good um, and it fits okay, but you know the, there's just limits to the, the quality with a 3D printed keycap of the size of the small features and you see the stair steps there. Um, and this is another design that I did. It's designed for the macro pad and the LED will shine through this little thin layer here and it looks pretty cool. You can kind of see that it's it's thinner there. It gives a little neat highlighting effect. But anyway, resin printers, the features are just a lot smaller. So wow. like, can you see any, any stair stepping? You can see a little bit of stair stepping if you catch it just right. 
there, but it's like yeah, barely. like the thickness of your 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 fingerprint uh, uh, marks, and not like you know something that you really really feel. Yeah. Um, and then after printing, I got out my gel nails and just put some yellow in and wiped away the excess over the top and cured it under my gel nail curing station. So now okay. I've got nicely labeled keys. Um, yeah. So, but the thing about the three, the gel, the gel, the uh, resin 3d printing is everybody says that it's nasty and smelly and gross. And it absolutely is. <laughs> so I'm like going to have to take a break from this until it's spring and I can open up Yeah, because having it here in my basement, just, just behind me, was a really bad scene. So this is like all the resin printing you're going to see from me until it thaws uh, here yeah. in Nebraska. But uh, yeah, it's really cool. I, I like, so, you know, the, the, the challenge with 3D printing is unless you have something to do with it, it kind of just sits there. That's why we, for us, mm -hmm. 3D printing, you put electronics, you do enclosures, making key, custom keycaps is a great idea. But with 3D printers, the resolution wasn't always that great. But with mm -hmm. a resin printer, you can do it. So that's an excellent use. You can do all yeah. sorts of neat yeah, designs and stuff like that. That's really cool. Yeah, you could put like anything you imagine up here on top of the key. There's a really great library. And again, I'll share these links uh, for like creating keycaps to match different existing keycap styles, mostly for cherry switches, but uh, also for some others. It's really cool. So, yeah. um, but before I go, uh, I also want to talk about what I've been doing with CircuitPython, which is in that last alpha release, we added a module called JPEG.io. And it's like the very most basic amount of JPEG decoding. You can have a JPEG that you have in a in a Python memory memory uh, uh, a Python bytes object, and you can decode that into a bitmap, and then show it with Display I/O. And we'll get some demos of that soon. But just be aware that it's there. We have it for like almost all of the Espressive microcontrollers, almost all of the RP twenty forties, and a few of like the SAMD fifty ones. So. Um, Probably in the next alpha, we're going to make. I'm going to make some revisions to the API so that it's more powerful, so we can read from a file, um, maybe from a socket. That would be cool. But uh, check it out, and I'm really excited that we're going to be able to decode JPEGs and put them on a CircuitPython display without going through the Adafruit I/O yeah. service. So this is very cool for spot. the folks uh, playing along at home. This is yet another piece of our goal of having all the things you need to make a standalone Python power computer or a standalone Python power digital camera, which we do have. And so this is all the things that. Um, this is what you do the previews. With. Yeah, and you could do previews with it. Um, that, that'll be yeah. Some somewhere down the line, we'll yeah, figure out how to preview or cool thumbnail. Because, you know, we all have these supercomputer phones, but what if you wanted to understand how these things are made? What if you wanted to teach? Uh, someone how to become a product designer or, you know, have a digital camera that you know everything about or practice Python programming and have uh, JPEG encoding, decoding. This is all cool stuff. So thanks for doing it. Um, I think Lamore might be doing some demos soon too. With some Very cool. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Good night. Good to see you. Hey, we're going to go to JP and then to Mark. JP, what you got going on? Hey, uh, so I have been working on this uh, project that Lamore saw. She said, hey, can we try to make a version of this, which is this uh, reverse hardware oscilloscope? So it's 16 faders that are used to change the single cycle waveform uh, in synth IO. And I just got my, uh, this green one was my first PCB. I made a couple changes and added some fancy uh, silk screen and just got these in a couple days ago, which is revision two. Uh, and they're working 
great the way I want. Uh, I've got a itsy bitsy on here, some ADCs, a DAC out, an OLED screen, rotary encoder, and a little headphone out. Uh, so all that I've now put inside of a uh, laser cut and rastered uh, acrylic case that I put together for it, um, which also mimics that little waveform design there. And uh, I'm putting together a guide for it. So this will be a PCB you could order if you wanted to, or just string the thing together on a on a breadboard if you felt like uh, suffering a lot with 16 uh, faders there. But it is uh, just about done. I'm putting the guide together for it now. Um, I've demoed it before. I can give a quick demo. You'll just hear uh, yeah. some MIDI music playing through it with the CircuitPython synth IO. And then as I adjust the faders, I'm, I'm changing sort of the timbre of the sound, the character of the sound, because the actual waveform that's being run through the thing could be a sign, could be a triangle, could be anything you want. So here's a, a little quick demo of it in action. I think your noise canceling is canceling. Oh, is my noise canceling canceling at all? Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, because it, it's like, it's like, yo, you must have some weird buzzing sound that you don't want. That happens to us sometimes. We're like, listen to yeah. this. It's like, <laughs> it hates my music. Yeah. It has an opinion. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stop that there. But uh, we've got we'll a video. And people yeah. Know. Well, folks can tune into your show tomorrow and listen in, right? Yes, come on by. I've also got a video that, that's up on Instagram. And yeah, you might want to do a video to play the video instead of trying to do it live on your show. It's or smart. you can pump it into your sound. Yeah, when I use your, my full sound system, it's happier, but this is just the mic and, um, yeah, and StreamYard where it's trying to be helpful. So Yeah. All okay. right. Well, super cool. We're also going to play your product pick of the week, and um, folks, you tune into your show tomorrow. Yes, please. Come on by. Thanks, JP. Thank you, JP. All right, Mark, what you got going on? Place out. So inspired by JP, I've had this idea for about a year when I saw him hooking up the Lego to lights a couple Ooh. weeks ago. Uh, so I bought this Christmas tree. It's a standard Lego one. I think you might be able to still get it specifically to light it up. That was right. my whole goal. And I bought a bunch of uh, surface mount LEDs to hide in there. And then I somewhat got stuck with how to hook it all up. I'm like, uh, how many resistors do I need? Like, it, and it just, it was one of those things. It's not a hard problem, but it's one that I just didn't want to deal with. So I didn't um, until I saw JP's guide a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I'm going to forget the product name, the AS95, whatever the I2C expander is. Um, that I was able to hook up, uh, get it working after soldering all the lights, uh, don't look behind the tree. There's a lot of wires there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it took what was going to be a much harder problem. And I didn't really have a good way to control control it all to something that the, the biggest amount of time was just all the soldering involved. And then, yeah, it, it works perfectly. It's exactly it what I was looking for. You should totally post this on um, the playground if you if you're up for it, because I think this is a, such a, a great demonstration of like a, a, you know a different Lego kit, and the candles look like real candles. The candles are great. I moved yeah. some from the back to the front, and I was actually in the Lego store today trying to look for bricks to build a little present to hide all the electronics in, just so they're okay. out of the way. Uh, so. It, if I can find them and get that done, I probably can't get the bricks in time. Uh, but 
after Christmas, I'll post it. Okay, but cool. they also had all the ca candles. So at least in the Lego store here, if you need candles, they, they work super well for this. I feel like this fulfills what's in our mind. It's like when we imagine these things and like we see the, the, the nice photo on the box, but then when you get it, it's like, oh, it doesn't really light up. It doesn't do that. No, this is like actually <laughs> yeah. magical. This, this, is, this is so cool. This is the thing that you imagine in your mind. It's like, I want to have I, I a magical like, holiday, and this is what's going to be my Lego tree. I particularly like this subtle glowing Yeah. because I feel like a lot of people, they have it on, and it's like it looks dead, or it's like blinking, and it's like really annoying. But this is like such a subtle little flickery glow that it actually, like, it makes it look so much more realistic. Yeah. Yeah, and to me, it looks better in person. I yeah, just sure. can't get the lighting quite right. But yeah, mm -hmm. the I love the effect of it. All right. Very cool. Thank you nice so work. much, Mark. And uh, happy holidays. Thank you for bringing in some uh, joy and showing some folks that they can kind of upgrade their, their not only Lego stuff, but just like pretty much anything. You, you have a different lens when you can modify the things that you either have or purchase because it's like, oh, I can make that light up the way that I want. I can make it do the thing I want. I can I can control that. Or like even in, or in Aaron's case, you can find garbage in a driveway and turn it into a fireplace. Yeah, the, <laughs> uh, getting a project that you put off for a couple months done is as good as yeah. finding yeah. trash and getting it working. These are some good feelings. Yeah, uh, Merry Christmas, early Christmas, Mark. Hey, Mark. Yeah, have a great holidays. Okay, thanks everybody. All right, thank you so much everybody. That was show and tell this week. We do show and tell every single week, seven thirty p.m. Eastern time. This is our favorite half an hour of the week every single week. Stop by. We're here. Um, work on your projects over the holiday break. Do some cool stuff, and then come on by in uh, January, or even uh, the, we got a couple more Wednesdays left of 2023. And uh, show and share some of the projects. Sometimes people get like weird retro stuff or uh, something that's special to them. Come on by. We are here. We'll be doing Ask an Engineer in just a few moments. We'll see everybody in a few moments, and uh, show and tell. We'll see you next week. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody.